0: This for you. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown, and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land. Let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go.
1: Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie Hysong coming at you from Magnolia, Ohio, and joined with me, as always, out in beautiful Boise, Idaho, Dustin. How's it going, sir?
0: Uh, It's going great, Allie. I like that you gave it down to the actual specific town, Magnolia, Ohio. Look at that. How many other podcasts are going live tonight? Only one that I know of. I
1: think just this one. That I'm I'm aware of, it's like <laughs> what population five hundred. So if anybody else in my town cur- or my village <laughs> is like, doing a podcast, a I would be I, like I would be interested to um, have a conversation with them. What are you podcasting about? Can we like you know let's network a little bit? Uh, Dustin, how's it going? What's going on with you? Anything good?
0: good. Hey, do you still have snow there?
1: Yeah, barely. Snow so
0: around.
1: I'll tell you what I will tell you what, and I am. Uh, I, I uh, plan on doing this podcast and coming out and saying, you know what, the Browns are out of playoff contention. I'm going to be as positive as I can be, like that's the goal for the remainder of the season. But I'll tell you, I'll yeah. tell you what, I'm going to be negative Nancy for just like two seconds here. Uh, I I have never felt cold like I have this past week here in Ohio. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was. You know zero feels like negative 45 like outside of being birdie hated it poor kid so yeah. the day yeah. of uh i think it was like zero degrees i take her outside and she's like oh there's snow how fun is this so she starts to play in it for a minute and then she realizes oh crap this sucks this is freezing i'm yeah. miserable her paws start lifting up. She's freezing. Have to go out, oh, lift up no. a 55 pound dog, bring her inside. Yeah, it was just a whole ordeal. So, uh, to answer your question, it's 40 some degrees today. the The snow is quickly melting away. But as it currently stands, yes, there's still a little bit of snow on the ground.
0: So it would. So we got snow here. Crazy, not crazy to get snow, but it got cold, but not nearly as cold as you got. Like not even mm-hmm. close to that. And it was. Fifty degrees today, which is insane to me that we went from like a low of you know like.
1: Here? I'm going back down to South Carolina, Sorry, I didn't hear Birdie. She's she's having fun tonight. Uh, I'm going back down to South Carolina uh, here pretty soon, and it's gonna be like seventy degrees next week.
0: I can't well, wait. I think it's, so. A lot of a lot of people that watch our podcast knows that Allie is not a big fan of the cold. I mean, that's a pretty well known thing, and and so Allie comes home for Christmas and gets hit with a bomb cyclone of like worst cold weather ever so like not only did she get cold weather My she got time. like the worst cold weather yes <laughs> it's
2: terrible it's terrible
0: yeah. but i survived right, well, i'm here hey,
1: to tell the tale. Hey,
0: hey you know what you know now that we're done with the weather let's get to the browns
1: <laughs> and with that a quick transition um look i i decided today uh as we look ahead to the new year 2023 uh, everybody's going through their resolutions, you know, what are you going to do this year? And I'm like, you know what, we've only got a couple of weeks left of what's been a very difficult Brown season, very difficult football season for for many reasons. And I decided, you know, on my podcast, I'm going to try to be as positive as I can as we conclude this season. I like to think of myself as an optimist, but sometimes when you talk about your Cleveland Browns behind a microphone, it, it, it's tough to find that positivity. But I'm going to do my best as we go through the last couple of weeks here, the last two games. Look, your Cleveland Browns are out of playoff contention. They are 6-9 and nine on the season. Um, had a pretty bad loss last week. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But obviously this isn't the season you wanted it to be. We all know that. I'm um, going to try to be as optimistic as we close this thing out because – What else am I going to do? Just sit here and and complain. No, that's not who I am. So um, I think if we can kind of take that tone through the rest of the season and try to look at some of the good here, I think that's going to do a lot for my mental health.
0: Well, and here's the truth. I think going into this season, training camp, all aside, as we started this season, let's be completely transparent here. Nobody, I think, in my right mind, picked the Browns to win the division. Most picked them not to make the playoffs. And I know as Browns fans, we're optimists, right? Like, hey, Jacoby's going to get us through it all. The defense is going to be top 10 defense. Like all these things that we dream about, right? Like those are all the things that we thought. But realistically, people on the outside looking in were like, man, this is going to be a rough ride, guys. You know, you're not getting Deshaun back till the final six games. And here's the truth. You know, parts of the season have looked really great parts of the season looked really bad and then parts of the season have looked okay. Like, I mean, this has been kind of an up and down season from week to week. There has been some consistent play at times, and then there's been some really inconsistent play at times. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, is this the team that we wanted to see? Um, no, but I th- I do think we could have made the playoffs. I mean, and I wasn't trying to be like the rose-colored or the brown-colored glasses. I was like, I had faith in Jacoby. And lo and behold, he ended up being really pretty good throughout that game. And like, you know, he was really good. So, but at the end of the day, the defense, you know, had some letdowns. And so when that happens, you lose football games. So I look at this as, look, I, I knew the Browns weren't going to the Super Bowl this year, right? I knew – We'd be lucky to make the playoffs. And I knew next year, this team was probably going to be all in on 2023. And mm-hmm. that's how I still feel today. So
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick, if you're wondering what you should have for dinner, the answer for you is Angelo's Pizza. Head on over to Lakewood to get your hands on the best pizza in Northeast Ohio. Angelo's does it right. They started out with a buttery crust. They do double layer toppings. It's great in the restaurant at home and even just as great the following day. Head on over to Angelo's today. Dustin, to your point, the recipe coming into this season was hey, can we rely on Jacoby Brissett to just be average? Can we just right. get him to be to not turn the ball over, to to go out and make some plays here and there, but not really have to put the weight of the world on his shoulders? That was one recipe. The second was the defense and special teams has to be lights out. If they can be a, a net positive, you feel really good about this team. Unfortunately, it was the total opposite. Your defense and special teams let you down in big, big ways. And Jacoby Brissett was the bright spot of this team for a long while. Yeah. Now, on that same note, there were several games, and several instances, um, where you would think, hey, Jacoby would like to have that back. You know, maybe that wasn't his best performance or the best throw or best decision. But overall... Jacoby Brissett has been nothing but a bright spot for this Cleveland Browns team from yeah. a character perspective and even on the field, the way that he was able to carry himself with kind of the weight of the world on his shoulders, carrying this team, um, well, you know, yeah. playoff hopes late into the season. Really, that, that was the the way it was. Um, it's just frustrating that it was inconsistent yeah. in what we had hoped to be kind of the backbone to this team, defensive special teams, was the biggest letdown of them all.
0: Well, and you know what I loved about Jacoby Brissett, and I think he'll have a, a a soft spot in Browns fans for a long time, just the way he came in under n- not any person's greatest you know situation they'd want to be in, but you know what I loved about him? And even after he was done being the starter, he's always had a team-first attitude. Sure. And what I mean by that, when he went in and got that first down and – Came out of the game and like was high-fiving Deshaun, you know, like that embrace they had after he got that first down. That's a team-first guy, right? He's there for the team and he wants to do whatever it takes to win that football game. And yeah. I, and I think that, I think that transcended to the other players, and I think they really fed off of that at times. And like you said, he can't control the other side of the football, right? He can only control the other people the, his receivers and, and people on his side of the ball or have. Some kind of impact on that. He control, unfortunately, on the inside of the ball. And because of that, there was letdowns on that side. And then you know what? There was other times where the, the offense didn't show up. And it just seemed like, for me, Allie, only there was a handful of games where they both showed up at the same time. And when that did happen, they won. Or when the defense really did show up and the offense didn't, we won games. And that's what we were kind of expecting of this football team before 2022 started, right? Hey, we're going to have a slow go here to get out. Defense has got to really – and I look yeah. at the Houston Texans game. I mean, the Houston Texans game is a perfect example of that. If your offense is stinking it up, your defense has to come and play lights out, right? Uh, the Ravens game a couple weeks ago, right? Hey, we're not really getting it going on offense. Defense has got to light it up for it and win us the game today. When those happen, we win those games, right? But mm-hmm. there, it was inconsistent, inconsistent. – And we didn't get that kind of play that we expected to be there all season.
1: And that's the most frustrating thing about this team is you saw the hope. You saw the glimpses. And I think that collectively as fans, we can agree that most of the time it was never a talent issue. I I think that when you look at this team on every side of the ball, you look at some of these guys, you're like, no, they have proven it at many different levels that they can play this game. Um, It's just unfortunately – it was either decision-making scheme or lack of give a damn in some instances. Right. Um, it was never a talent issue. And you saw that flash because I'm, I'm of the belief uh, it's always players above plays, um, players above scheme. If you have talented playmakers, they're going to go out and make those plays rather than you've got a great play caller, which I, I think that we do have uh, in some regards with Kevin Stefanski. He can call the perfect play, but if the players aren't going to execute the plays, shot the hell, right? It doesn't mean anything if if the players can't execute. So I've always been of the belief that it's players above plays. Um, But unfortunately, it's just been very inconsistent this season. And as fans, that's certainly not what we wanted. Uh, There was a lot of good things that happened this season. And I don't mean to sit here and be like, you know, the season's over. But you know, it is we still have two games left. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, we are officially out of it. And this is the first podcast that we're doing. After being mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, uh, but that's the most frustrating thing about this Cleveland Browns team is you saw the hope, you saw the flashes, uh, but it was just never there consistently, and the wins never stacked like we needed them to.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting and in that game on the Saints game was weird to me. I mean, we'll get into that, but uh, the fans that were there. God bless him because that looked like a miserable place to be on uh, on on that day. Uh, but uh, I don't think I appreciate that. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, appreciate but that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just it, it, it's just I it just here's the thing that as friends as fans we get frustrated with Allie, Is we just want consistency? I guess is what I'm looking for in, in the big scheme of things. Like my quarterback doesn't have to play always elite level, but I want above average, right? Like my defense doesn't always have to be lights out, but I want them to be above average, right? And I just, I didn't see that consistency. And, you know, we'll get into this um, with kind of our state of the Browns and what we think some things should be looked at. But uh, I, I think there's some things that there needs to be internal looks because I really do think you have some core players here that are in the prime of their career. And I think you really need to look at 2023 and say, if we're going to make that run, we got our quarterback, sixteen, you know, 17 games, he's a full season. We have these guys. What are we doing here, right? This is the run. 2023 is very serious. I mean, other years have been serious, but 2023 is like there is a bullseye on the coaches, the GM, and the players. They got to get this done. Like I feel like 2023 has to be that year.
1: Well, let's get into it. Uh, State of the Browns coming up after this. If you don't have stadium mustard in your kitchen this season, you're doing it wrong. The iconic brand, the iconic taste, beloved from ballparks to backyards and everywhere in between stadium mustard is a smooth brown mustard, rich in taste and tradition. It's loved by millions. Head over to StadiumMustard.com to shop. Now Dustin, that's exactly what I want to get into. And that's number one on my list. As we discuss the state of this Cleveland Browns, we keep saying that looking ahead to next year, it's realistic for us fans to expect this team to compete for the AFC North title. I don't think that's crazy. However, we've seen so many, and beyond, yes, of course, but that at the bare minimum. I think that that's fair and the expected uh, – that's the expectation. But we have seen so many games this season go the opposite way on just maybe one or two plays. My question to you is what hope do you have that things will be different next year and why? What changes next year?
0: Well, I do think – well, what changes do I need to see personally that I think need to happen to get us to that to that next level? No. You know what why
1: why do you have that hope is what I'm saying. Why do why did you just come on this podcast and say, Hey, I next year all we're circling 2023, all in on 2023? What leads you to believe that based off of the performance of this year?
0: Um some coaching changes on the defensive side of the ball. I think some things are gonna change over there. Uh I think there are going to be some uh changes on that side of the ball with certain players that are going to happen on that side of the ball. And I am always a been of the belief, if you want to win your division, if you want to make the playoffs in the National Football League, you have to have, ai will call it a top 12, top 10 defense, if you want to make the playoffs and have a deep run, possibly. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, I have confidence that they're going to make some changes on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. that are going to get us over that hump that we need to be on. And I think once you've done that and you have people dialed in on that side, everything else will fall into place. But the defense has to be set, period. That has to be fixed. We'll get into this from, I think, the interior line is going to get fixed. The interior part of that defense needs to get fixed. It will. I think Andrew Barry is a smart guy, and he knows that, look, I've had a few years to get this right. Now I got to really get it right. And I think he's going to be dialed in and focused on that side of the ball. And here's the truth. We don't have a first round draft pick, so we ain't going to go draft it. You know, we're going to have to go find it, or we're going to have to make some kind of trade to make some – we're going to have to be very creative. But I have confidence, Barry, I guess to end on that, the reason I do think we are going to make that playoff run or get to the playoffs next year is A.B., just A.B. alone. I think is going to be able to do that because I I've, his, what he's done up to this point has proven that he can do it again next year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, the territory comes with like having to make these hard decisions and look, I I've been pretty supportive of Kevin Stefanski. I think he's an incredibly smart guy. Um, I just think, you know, Situationally, there's been some weird things, some of the decision making. But what's going to convince me whether or not he can handle this job is if he can make those hard decisions. One, and that includes Andrew Barry, by the way. I'm linking these two together. One, yeah. being able to say, yeah, we we can't continue with Joe Woods. We need to move off. Same with Mike Prefer. Um, but more importantly, Joe Woods. And then actually do that. If they can kind of step into right. that CEO goal and make that decision and then bring somebody else in. We'll get to that in a moment. And then, you know, being able to recognize Anthony Schwartz is a bust. Didn't work out. Let's move on. Um, Things like that. Being able to have those difficult and hard conversations and just take accountability and just do it. Uh, I think that's one thing. Um, But another thing too is yes, absolutely changes on the defensive side of the ball. Number one, most importantly Uh, offensively though, I think, just Deshaun Watson playing a full year at, at the level that we expect of him. Uh, we're not going to see that this year. And I, I don't think a ton right. of people really expected to see his ceiling this year. Uh, if you did, that's it's a little crazy. We're going to see flashes of it. But to see him get to the, the full ceiling of uh, his potential, that comes next year. Um, so just in terms of the way things go one way or another, I think that uh, an, a, a talented offense can – can kind of swing those kind of the pendulum there on on some of those right. inch plays if you will to win you or lose you football games and having a guy like Deshaun right. Watson we right. hope and expect that next year will swing in the right direction uh and then of course just some some coaching changes it, it has to happen uh period point blank whether that's the whole damn thing which I don't think it will be or if it's Keep people no. here and there. No. Now, we go back a couple of years ago, Dustin. All I said on this podcast was alignment, 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 continuity, structure. And I said it at nauseam. Right. Uh, and it was important to build some type of, of structure. At that
0: time, for yeah.
1: that time. Now, is that going to get you to the promised land? No. Now you need to make those key strategic moves to bring in either a, a member of the staff, a coordinator, um, personnel-wise, uh, somebody to fill the shoes in the interior to the defensive line, so on and so forth. Making those strategic decisions will get you to where you need, need to go. And you're right. It all falls on Andrew Barry.
0: Turning it over to you, yeah, what you got? And, here, and here's the thing. From what I... Well, and and along those lines, from the tea leaves that are out there, it does sound like that is going to be a decision made between Andrew Barry, Stefanski, um, for those fundamental changes that need to happen on that side of the ball. Also, I think there's another thing that needs to be addressed. Um, Obviously, Nick Chubb is going to be the starting running back again next year. We all know that. But what are the Browns going to do with Kareem Hunt? Is Ford and – you know, is Ford and De- Ernest Johnson going to step up and be those guys? Is Demetric feltron going to have a bigger role on this football team? Those are very important questions. We currently have four, four running backs on this football team. We are not going to have four running backs on this football team in 2023. I no, believe okay. De Ernest Johnson is an unrestricted free agent. Correct. You need to figure out what you're going to do with him. Um, Ford, you drafted him. He he had a great college career. Well, I like him right? a
1: lot, by the way. I like him a lot
0: what, not, what we've seen. Ford, yes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, these are guys you don't draft him to sit on a bench, right? You don't draft him to sit on a bench. So and you know, what's what's Demetri Felton's role gonna be? So I think in the running back room, if this is gonna be and again, the offense may change a little bit in the 17 game season. Um, the run is still as they say, is going to be a big part of our, our football game. But what does the running back room look like? I, I'm very fascinated to see what's going to happen after the season ends, where these players are all going to fall in that, in that kind of sphere. That is something that I'm looking at, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Um, other places, I think DPJ. I mean, look, we said on this podcast, Donovan Peoples-Jones needs to step up and get into that role in year two or, you know, this year. And boy, did he. Boy, did he step up to the plate. And have a great season so far. Amari Cooper, thousand yards to make sixth time in his career. Amari Cooper has done everything we've asked him to. Najoku has stepped up. So there are pieces over there that I'm not worried about. But running back, we need to figure out what we're doing there. And then, of course, you know, uh, special teams. That'll be something that'll have to be looked at as well. I think that's going to be important. So,
1: yeah, massively important. I mean. Very, very important. Now, I think probably at this point in the season, you look back and you don't realize how much of a loss it was to lose somebody like Jakeem Grant early, early on. Uh, I'm just going to say
0: Jakeem Grant was like a yeah, like, yeah. Like,
1: like that would have fixed some of these issues. Now Donovan Peoples Jones came into himself. You know, they're in the in the uh, special teams unit in the uh, punt return, kick return um, area, but. Again, I don't necessarily love that idea of running out one of your best pass catchers and and yeah, now is he, if he if he can prove that he which he already has proven, but if he can continuously show that he can do this at a high level, yeah,
0: but I'm a good receiver. But yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't like putting my number two wide receiver on there and special teams getting just slaughtered out there. I don't. Uh, that doesn't make me feel good. I don't sleep well at night when my number two receiver is out there. You know doing that so to your point and on, that same you note, know, if,
1: on that same note I, th- I I absolutely think that they need to bring in another veteran receiver I think they needed to do that this year and they didn't do it there's been rumblings of DeAndre Hopkins uh, you don't know what that price is going to be I still like Brandon Cooks um, there there's some guys out there that it could make sense uh, to bring in uh, another one I saw through Twitter the other day was Nicole Hardman which would be very very interesting very true. interesting. Um, And I think that the Browns over the past couple of years, have, unfortunately, whether it's due to injury, drafting, what have you, have fallen into a trap of redundancy in the receiving room where a lot of the guys can do a lot of the same things. Now, the hope and goal was with Anthony Schwartz, was with his speed. You know, you can kind of take the top off of the defense. Uh, But to say that, you know, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones are, are now they are. Different skill levels, of course, but a lot of they can do some of the same things. We need somebody that can be different in that role. Um, David Bell didn't turn into that this year. Can he do it next year? Maybe, uh, but to add a little bit more variety into that uh, wide receiver room, I think is going to be very, very important because you treated David Njoku almost as your wide receiver, too. Um, but you need somebody that can kind of mix things up just no. a little bit there. Uh, another thing here, no. does I want to turn yeah go
0: ahead real quick no i was gonna say it'll be interesting to see the development of bell right in the year two um to be that slot guy i think that's going to be interesting but again i think it's going to be interesting because we don't have our first round draft pick so our second round draft pick really is our first round we have to get that right even more than usual right like we need to hit on that second round draft pick. So it'll be interesting to see what Andrew Barry does in the draft. And if he moves up, you know, I mean, but again, he has proven to be a pretty calculated guy and pretty smart when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I Mm -hmm. I trust him.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, Question, turning it over to the defensive side of the ball, you know, Dustin, we talk that more likely than not, they may move on from Joe Woods. Uh, I think a lot of fans are hoping for that. Um, But let's just say they do. Hypothetical situation here. In terms of the next defensive coordinator, what kind of intrigues you more? A young up and comer um, that's eager and has a lot of ideas uh, to bring to that room or kind of an established vet? uh, Somebody that's obviously done this before uh, slash a former head coach to kind of be a little bit more of a stability guy um, in terms of decision making to help Kevin. You know, with with some of that, with with more structure, uh, with more veteran presence, what kind of intrigues you more in terms of a new defensive coordinator?
0: Well, veteran presence. Some guy that maybe has even been a head coach (laughs) that's a defensive coordinator, someone of that that magnitude. And the reason I say that is, and someone that has a little fire in them, I'd like to see that, a little fire in the belly would be great. But here's what – what I saw in the defense this year, just from a fan looking outward into the game, Miles Garrett is a pro, right? Clowney's a pro. You know, some of these guys are pros on that football team. Like, they don't need a lot of coaching, right? Like, they know their assignments. They What's that? You
1: said they're all pros. They're all professional football players, but I get what
0: you're saying. Yeah, but there are guys on that football team that are younger, right, that need coaching, that need a little leadership in that role. I want a guy that will be raw well respected and has been around the league and be like, hey, look, I've coached at the head coach level. I've done this. I've done that. I got you, right? And you need to look at me because my ideas are correct. That's what intrigues me if we were to re- move on from Joe Woods is someone of that caliber. How about you? yourself out. Yeah, no, I agree.
1: I think, look, I think that there's benefit in both, um, both perspectives, right? If you get kind of a young up and comer, he's going to come with more innovative ideas. Uh, maybe he will have a little bit more of that fire that you're talking about eagerness. Um, the downside of that is, you know, he'll obviously be looking to, he or she will obviously be looking to maybe just on a one or two year stint, go get a head coaching position. Now with the veteran press, I like that. I like that because it's more stability in that room. Um, They've been in the National Football League for years. They know how things are done. With a younger guy, or maybe a first-year defensive coordinator, um, you kind of have to teach him the ropes. Of here's how we do this. You know, on Tuesdays we go and do this. On Wednesdays this is how we do things. With a with a right. veteran type of guy, he's been around, knows what to do, has kind of seen it all, familiar with uh, you know different offenses within the league. I think that that's more. Uh, attractive right now to this team, because let's, let's not kid ourselves. This is still a very, very young football team. We said that last year, sure. said that the year prior um, Andrew Barry, this front office, they value youth. That's just who they are. And that's who they draft. Even in free agency, they bring in younger guys. Um, this is a young football team. I think having a veteran presence or an older guy that's been in the league and knows how to do things is going to be beneficial uh, to this, to this team and to Kevin Stefanski in terms of decision-making um, and things like that. I think that'd be
0: interesting. You know, what I was just thinking about, you know what I was just thinking about, Allie, that we didn't do yet on this show? Hmm. You know what I love? Birthdays. You love birthdays. We all love our birthdays, right? We do. Nick Chubb's birthday is this week. We need to wish really? Nick Chubb a happy birthday. So.
1: Happy birthday to Nick <laughs> Chubb. Absolutely. Um, anything, else, anything else, Dustin, um, that you want to get into real quick? No,
0: I think... No, I think you hit the nail on the head. I know we're going to invite our friends here in just a minute onto the show. But um, no, I'm just looking forward to at, at least where, like you said, we're putting the pieces and parts together, right? And we're just doing the um, the little, what well, we should do, little finite things to take us to the next level. We're not rebuilding. We're not, we're not, you know, tearing the, tearing the and I got to tell you, just full disclosure. I looked at television the last couple of days. I'm like, man, how have things changed? The Denver Broncos used to be the shining light of franchise in the NFL. And I see that now. And I'm like, that's the Cleveland Browns of old that I see on TV happening over in Denver. And I'm glad that we aren't in that kind of situation anymore. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, not great over there. Not great. And also, real quick, how about the benching of Derek Carr? That's interesting. Did you see that?
0: Uh, I saw that, and that tells me he's probably not going to be on the roster next year. That's what that tells me. But we'll, uh, if I had we'll to guess,
1: real quick, uh, Derek Carr, you are an Indianapolis Colt, because that's just the way they do it over there. <laughs> that's just how they do things. Well, All right, but that, but then, do let's go ahead and bring in our good friends over at Hot Works. We've got Jeremy and Danny. Let's bring well, how's it going, guys? What are we doing?
0: Hey, good, good. Hey, you know, you know, this is our first face to face with uh, Jeremy. Danny, uh, we obviously saw you. Uh, yes. What about three weeks like, ago? Three weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, yeah, it was like, no, no, it's been it's about three and a half weeks, something no, like that, give no. or take.
1: Time flies. Time flies.
2: What's okay. going on, guys? How are we doing? We're doing good. We're Just still now. recovering from another disappointing Browns loss.
1: <laughs> aren't we all it's just why do, they, why do they have to do that to us it just it just kills us but you guys are in the avon location um yep. talk to, talk to us talk to our listeners a little bit more about hot works um dust and i are both uh we both go to hot we talk about it all the time um but if you can give if you can fill us in a little bit more about what you guys are doing over there
2: love the shirt dustin thank you for wrapping us <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so we're a twenty-four-seven infrared fitness studio. So, uh, if you remember, twenty-four hours a day, every day, classes around the clock. You can come in. We have three different hit style workouts, and they're only fifteen minutes each. And we have seven different uh, isometric style workouts. Those run about thirty to thirty-four minutes. And yeah. uh, you know, our slogan is more workout, less time. And the whole the whole idea between it is, you know, you're working out in an infrared sauna. Not only are you getting all the health benefits from the infrared energy, but you're burning way more calories. So for a busy guy like me, I got three kids. I don't have time to do the hour and a half, two hour workouts I used to do when I was, you know, in my early 20s. So this is perfect. Uh, this is a perfect situation for me.
1: What's what, oh, what would Ali- you say is your favorite workout? I, I'm a big fan of hot Pilates and also the cycle. Uh, but what what's your personal favorite hot works
2: workout? Everyone is surprised to hear this, but hot buns is my favorite workout, which is targets your glutes. And
0: I'm telling you, I just it's, uh,
2: I don't hit my butt hard enough in the gym. Uh, other way, it's like this buns workout does it for me. So, yeah.
0: I, I was gonna say for me, uh, the row. I'm a big fan of the row, the, the row. And and what's interesting about that is I've learned how much more upper body strength I've gotten from just doing the rowing on a consistent basis. Um, full disclosure, I'm not very flexible. Uh, so the yoga, uh, sessions aren't the best for me, but I do like the hot cycle, uh, the elliptical. I try to do two or three when I go through, um, and I burn like eight or 900 calories. Um, but I've conditioned my body to do that. But what I like about what you guys do specifically is it doesn't matter what level, uh, you're starting at, right. You can actually kind of build up to that and kind of figure out what you, what your level of workout is. And, and truthfully for me, to your point, um, Jeremy is the convenience that I can go at nine o'clock at night, five o'clock in the morning. I use the keypad. I can go in. Um, I don't have that big gym feeling. There's only maybe myself or maybe one other person most of the time in there. I feel like it's more of a one-on-one kind of session. That's what I get from it, but that's, uh, that's what I feel. So.
2: Sure. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I uh, hear at Avon our, our youngest member is 13 and our oldest member is 81. Oh, wow. So it really Thanks. is, it really is for everyone. It um, yeah. doesn't matter if you've never worked out before, you can come in here and fit right in. Yeah, and it's, it's funny what you said about, you know, the, uh, being inflexible versus the railer, right? We have a lot of people that come in and they're in the hot yoga, they're in the Pilates, and they look at the railer and they're like, no, that's that's not for me. I'm intimidated. And then, you know, you get them in there for one session. Next thing I know, I'm just standing behind a desk and they're headed straight in there with two of their friends bragging about how good they get. And, <laughs> and I'll admit it, I, my journey was completely backwards. When this guy got into Hotworks in January, I thought he was crazy.
0: I was like, "That's yeah, going
2: to be a fad. It's not going to stick around. And uh, I was just doing it for the hit workouts. And then I've tried Pilates. Sure. I've, tried, I've tried buns. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's there's a different way to do fitness. And I, I feel amazing. I feel five, yeah. like six years younger after starting Hotworks. Well, you know,
0: and when here, I – And here's what – Yeah, go ahead. Now
2: no, I was going to say I what just,
0: I found out specifically for me because – yeah, because I'm out in Idaho, right? And when I saw the first one open, then they opened the second one and they opened the third one, I was like, about, like, you know, I was like, I, I didn't know anything about it. And then I went in there and I'm like, wait a minute, I can work out half the time, burn twice the calories, get a couple things in and not have to do like an hour and a half workout. Like, where do I sign up for this? Like, and I'd never, I had done hot yoga, which I was not a fan of in a room with, 60 people smelly people in a room. That was <laughs> <not> a <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I was like, I was like, okay, first of all, I'm not flexible. I'm in a room with the 60 other people doing this hot yoga session. This does not feel comfortable to me at all, but you know, I'll go in a room by myself or another person and invite somebody, and that seems like a much better experience. But, um, and quite frankly, in that room, it just if you I don't know, Ali, if you've ever done a hot yoga session, but that yeah. smell of the room when you go in. You cannot get that out of your your, your mind.
1: <laughs> and then you feel like you smell like it after you leave. And I'm like, oh, I just feel gross the rest of the day. But I'll tell you this. You know, when I when I go and do a hot work session, no matter what it is, whether, you know, it's hot cycling, which is my favorite, or Pilates, or yoga, what have you, the way you feel after a workout is unmatched. I'll never forget the first time I did it. My sister and I, we went uh, to the one in Myrtle Beach and we, I, I forget which one we did. I think it was Pilates. It was Pilates. And we didn't, we, neither of us really knew what to expect. And uh, we could barely walk out of the building. We had just, we were drenched. We got the best workout of our lives. And that was kind of the turning point for me. I'm like, look, there is a different way to work out. It doesn't have to be such a pain to go to a gym and be intimidated by, you know, some of these, these huge bodybuilders that uh, are way more advanced than I am. So not only do I feel safe and secure, um, but it's just not intimidating and you get the best workout of your life.
2: Sure. And yeah, like, uh, especially, I mean, I'm looking out the front window here. We're in Cleveland, obviously. It's terrible out. I get the worst season. I hate winter. I've grown up in the Midwest my whole life. I can't stand it. So jumping in that sauna for, you know, 45 minutes, it does it for me.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So uh, Jeremy and Danny, tell us about both both locations. um, And then tell us a little bit about what you're actually going to be doing. Um, I saw some... Uh, Instagram videos that have been posted the last couple of days. Uh, looks like Rocky River is coming along. You got walls. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, we have a friend of the program that lives in the Rocky River and he can't wait to go to that new location, Brian, um, to go check it out. He goes, it's just right around the block from his house. But tell us a little bit about the two locations and the new one that's coming uh, soon to Rocky River.
2: Sure. Yeah. So we got two open locations. We got Avon that we're at right now, we've got one in Strongsville right on Pearl Road. And yeah, Rocky River's under construction. It's right on schedule. We're looking. Uh, we're looking to be open in like the February, March timeframe. And for Rocky okay. River, right now we're running a special. You could si- do, sign up during like our presale and lock in a forty-four dollar rate lifetime. Our typical full price is fifty-nine dollars. So, wow. Um, yeah, cannot wait to get that third location well, open. Hopefully, there'll be more to come after that.
0: Well, and I yeah. and I will tell you that was one of the. That was one of the appealing things to me guys was the price pick. okay so if you're telling me between 40 and 50 some dollars I can go whenever I want as many times as I want and and not have to worry about you know, and I've never not been able to really get into a session either you know which is kind of interesting like I've always been able to even when I go in there there's something open and what I thought was a little bit of a benefit you you have showers there but you also have free weights and other things you above and beyond the uh the other low you know uh, above and beyond the sauna there's other things you can actually do in there as well that you know mm-hmm. it's kind of a pleasant surprise for me from, from the freeway so oh, yeah we've
2: got cable machines dumbbells kettlebells we've got everything you need there's really no need to be uh to be a member anywhere else so
0: it's a
1: good point hey jeremy Dave, well, and anybody that's
0: tuning on. into the show
1: yes go ahead dustin take it away
0: oh and as i say real quick uh before you guys uh hop off the show is anybody that obviously views the show or has in the past? Uh, if you mention the Here We Go Brownies, you get your first month free at Strongsville or Avon. Uh, so go in and, and give them a shout out and check them out. And and like I said, Allie and I, we had a great time at the Strongsville location. We missed you, Jeremy. Obviously, you were traveling. Oh, and we had, doing yeah, next on, time. But, uh, we had a blast. Yeah, Danny Danny gave us a pretty hard time, though. So he, he filled in, <laughs> he pings it pretty well for you. We did our
1: first ever TikTok there. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty <laughs> good time. It was a good time. But, Jeremy, Danny, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for hopping on uh, and, and educating us a little bit about Hotworks. I know so many people are interested, um, but there's no need to be intimidated. Like I said, you can get the best work out of your life um, and feel good doing it, most definitely. So, thanks, Jeremy and Danny. We appreciate Thank your time.
2: you guys. Have a good one.
1: Go check one. them out at Hotworks. Right, that is I'm true. Danny over at HotWorks in Avon, um, awesome, awesome. Love, love doing it. Um, Dustin, I know we talk about it at length, but it is, it's, it's a game changer in terms of your workouts, how you do it, its yeah. a convenience factor. Uh, can't, can't stress it enough. It's awesome.
0: I, I, I gotta say, for me, it's pretty. It, it, it's not easy, you know. And I thought, oh. I didn't know what to expect when I went in there, but I just like the fact that I can go in there. And just get a good workout in, and feel mm-hmm. like you said when you and your sister went, you're like, damn, that felt. Oh my cool. god, we could, like,
1: barely, right? we could barely walk out of that place. I'm not even kidding. We didn't but know you, what to expect when we walked in, but we could barely walk out. It was it, it was insane. It's intense.
0: Yeah, and I can tell you this. After doing like one of the gals I work with, she took she invited me in to do yoga, and I'm like, I, I was uh, I, I can't walk right now. I don't feel good. And she's like, and she's laughing at me because she was like, oh you'll be fine. I'm like, no, I'm not fine. I'm not doing yeah. well. And then, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to gravitate to everything on this side of the room <laughs> and not the, the, the yoga stuff. So yeah.
1: Dustin, wait, why, mention, don't you why don't you tell our listeners about Lorello vineyards our new friends over there?
0: I I was just going to say, Larry is popped in the show here. I saw a comment. He mentioned about the Steelers. So I think he's tuning in tonight. Uh, yeah. Ali, I don't know if you got to see, but they did something very unique this last weekend and they made ice wine where mm. the crew over at, at Lorello Vineyards was like, he said it was like marbles out there, you know, because they have to be at a certain temperature to make sure. this ice wine. So I'm, I'm excited to try, you know me, I like my coffee sweet. I like my wine sweet, but I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to trying this ice wine because it's a little more sweeter, but they actually said there's an actual, uh, because it was on Christmas, it makes it even a different special because it's because of the specialty of that, that. But the uh-huh. model of the Pinot, and you've enjoyed that a little, a little bit. Um, yes. I uh, have started to get into the the Pinot myself as of yesterday. I like it; um, it's uh-huh. smooth, um, but it's really good. And you know what? If you guys ever have an opportunity, you need to get out to Geneva, Ohio. Check out the vineyard; uh, they have great food plates out there. Like to me, it'd be like the perfect date experience, right? Like it would. Oh, there it is, Christ wine. Um, yep. But it's a it would be like a perfect date experience, right? Like or take the family out there and make a day of it, like a girls' trip. Like to me, that seemed like that would be a great girls' trip if you're in Ohio and you want to take the girls and go out and just make a day of it and check out the wineries and check out uh Lorella Vineyards. But uh I know you and I have both not been there, but we're looking very forward to uh get over there and try some of that wine, uh and firsthand see how it's made out there. So yeah, um, Look, and we'll learn more the- about that.
1: Yeah, they are a family-owned winery, um, and it, it is truly out of this world. So make sure you check them out, uh, and they're they're doing they're doing a lot of good things over at Lorello. So uh, go check them out. So far, big fan of the Pinot Grigio. Uh, had a little bit of the Cosmo. Uh, so I'm just working my way, working my way through some wine. So so yep. definitely do that. You know what that said, you know, pizza. Out, out, let's just put it
0: there. Just real quick, if anybody knows, may not know that's watching the podcast tonight, the whole story of how we met Larry Lorello was because of Kennel 2 in the Muni lot, and he is a huge Browns fan as well. So, uh, pretty cool way that we actually ended up meeting him and starting that relationship. So, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And- um, that bus, Ellie, I'm a little jealous of the bus. I got to admit, if I lived in Cleveland, I'd be like, damn, I, I, this is a nice bus. I like it. So. It's a
1: nice bus. It is a nice bus. Uh, whether it's sophisticated suburban living, luxury downtown digs, or senior housing, KD, the largest property management company in Northeast Ohio, has a perfect home for everyone. Candy is your one stop shop for housing in the regions with apartments and amenities for everyone, including residential, commercial, retail, and corporate housing. Find your dream home at KD. Visit KD.com to get started. That's the letter K, the word and letter d.com. Dustin, I want to get your perspective on this before we turn it over to the Washington Commanders. Um, It was reported that, uh, you know, there was some conversation regarding Nick Chubb and some of the star players essentially sitting them, shutting them down for the rest of the season. Nick Chubb came out and said, no, uh, I'm going to be playing. But I, I just want to get your perspective. What do you make of that, of, of shutting down some of these star players? Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb. I can see both sides. Uh, I understand from an injury perspective you hate to see those late in the year, Tack McKinley, Olivier Vernon type of injuries that put them out the entire next year. Um, but also yeah. see why you, why they'd want to play. Of course I get it. I was an athlete myself, but uh, I just want to turn it over to you. What are your thoughts?
0: It, it's a tough one, right? From a, from an organizational standpoint, because you have players that are competitive and want to, you know, stay competitive and play in those football games. Cause it's very important to them. Um, I I don't have a problem. I I don't have a problem setting some players, but if a player wants to play and he's very adamant about it, um, I think you kind of have to respect his wishes because he still, to me, as you put it, Allie, that means he still has a give a damn in him, and I like that. Right? Like he wants to go out there and be his best player. Someone like Deshaun Watson, I think you absolutely, at least in our microcosm situation, that's not even a question. He's got to take.
1: He's got to have the
0: reps now. Now, if we had a full season of Deshaun Watson, right? Right. And we're getting to that game and we're eliminated, eh, maybe, right? Because that's your star quarterback, right? But I mean, that's your star quarterback at that point because you'll see that. I don't think Joe Burrow will play next week, you know, like stuff like that. I mean, you'll see some of these guys that that are the final game of the season. That's a
1: a different situation. Um, But no, look, I I see both sides, right? I I see maybe the value in it. as we talk, the, this Browns team is all in for 2023, and, and to lose somebody of that caliber would be absolutely devastating. But at the same time, it's National Football League. Uh, you, you've gotta you've gotta play. Um, that's the deal. Right. Uh, this was an underperforming team, anyways. This this season, go out and finish something strong. Um, that's that's the way I see it. I, I wouldn't like to see them sit, but I can kind of understand the logic behind it. Um, so I'm glad to see that that's yeah. not the case. Um, just a couple other points here that I wanted to get to uh, before we turn it over. But Bef- last we talked, um, it's actually been a while since we've we've done a live show. Uh, Jack Conklin with a four-year, sixty million dollar uh, extension. Uh, what do you what, do you what do you take of it? What what do you like about it?
0: Well, two things I love about it: the fact that he said, "I have a family, I have a wife, and I love the city of Cleveland, and I, you know, this is my forever home." And he doesn't want to test free agency because he loves the fans in the city. I can root for a guy like that all day long, and it keeps a stability portion of the line that we don't have to worry about. I I love it. I love it. Now, did he have an injury this year? Yes, in the past, you know, that's been an you know, there's been some injuries there, but you know what? I've learned something in the National Football League these offensive linemen get beat up a lot, right? And they can take a beating and kind of come back, you know, because they're big guys. So I'm okay with it. I'm not worried about his durability, um, but I like the signing and I like the fact that he's going to be there for a while, uh, especially with Nick Chubb and some of these guys that are going to need uh, a really good offensive line in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah. Look, I think that if if you can get the play of Jack Conklin like he played in 2020, now fully healthy, playing his best football, uh, you're getting one of the top tackles in the entire National Football League, and and you look at this contract, and you probably look at it. If you're getting that caliber of play from him, you think you you would say, "Hey, this is uh this is a bargain. This is a steal." If you yep. look at the top five tackles, right tackles specifically in the NFL, you're looking at a price between anywhere between seventeen and almost twenty million a year. Um, so being able to get him right there, you know, below that at fifteen million would would certainly be a bargain. Um, so I I do yeah. like it. Um, and I think that it does tell you what they think about this offensive line. And I think that this does create a question of the future of Jedrick Wills. And that actually brings me to my next point of, you know, now that we are mathematically eliminated, which players are you looking forward to watching? Um, I don't want to say prove themselves, but what, what reps are you looking forward to? And and for me, all eyes are on Jedrick Wills. I know he's been out of practice. We don't know his availability to go yet, but um, through the, the next couple of games here, can he be the guy? Uh, they've got some big decisions coming yeah. for Jedrick Wills down the line. Um, he hasn't played his best season. We know that the talent's there. But with some injuries, a little bit of inconsistencies, can Jedrick Wills take that next step? Uh, all lies on him. So I think that the signing of Jack Conklin um, does kind of say what they think about this offense and what they plan to do offensively. Uh, and it starts and ends yeah. with that offensive line, what they plan to do in the yeah. run game. Um, run action, play action game, it it does depend on this offensive line, which I think uh draws a direct circle around Jedrick Wills. Dustin, what do you think?
0: Well, and let's let's the running game is important, but you know what, also, I saw and I think we'll see more of this from Deshaun Watson. The more time Deshaun Watson has there to move around, and you know what I mean, because of his speed and his, his mobility. That bodes well f- for the Cleveland Browns. And what I mean by that is I see moments where that offensive line just kind of holding, 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 and then boom, right? Deshaun Watson finds somebody open. I think that could be a real key piece is going forward, not only the running game, but getting those extra one or two seconds that are just that much valuable to get a guy open downfield. I think that's going to play well um, going into 2023. And I tell you, I-, I look forward to seeing that because, what I see sometimes from already from Deshaun Watson is I think he's going to get sacked and then he doesn't. And in fact, he takes a negative, what looked like a negative play into a positive play. And I think we're going to see more of that as he gets more comfortable behind center. And I think that is going to bode well with that time that the offensive line is going to give him is going to be. Mm-hmm. Keeping, so.
1: Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Uh, and we know that Andrew Barry has put a lot of emphasis in securing this offensive line and creating one of the best in the in the league, um, so I'm curious to see what they do um, with with the left tackle position and in the future of Jedrick Wills. I think there's a ton of talent there. Uh, it's just going to be can, can he execute right? It, it just comes down to that. Uh, and also with getting Nick yeah. Harris back, what's that going to look like? I'm um, really I can't wait to see that guy play. Uh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I was really excited yeah. about him, and that was just a devastating injury to this offensive line. But um, Ethan Posick and even Yelda Froholt had, had stepped up. Uh, excited to see Ethan it back. But, right. yeah, I think that, that's a huge emphasis, huge point of emphasis there. Uh, I like it. I like Jack Conklin. Uh, and if he can get back to that level of play like he had in 2020, you feel great about this uh, about the signing. Um, Dustin, real quick, if you don't mind, why don't you tell our listeners about Cleveland Whiskey?
0: Well, Cleveland Whiskey, if it's a Browns win or a Browns loss, Still feels good to have a little Cleveland whiskey. So um, yes. you know what's happening? You know what's happening, Allie? We're going in this Saturday, we're going into a new year, if you can believe it or not. It's going to be 2023. Where the hell did this year go, Allie? It's just like gone, right? We're already into 2023. So guess what? You're gonna have you're gonna be out with friends, you got some new year's uh plans. Stop by one of your local Ohio liquor stores pick up some Cleveland whiskey, some of the Magic Rabbit, the peanut butter chocolate. Go celebrate for, with friends, but be safe. You know, as you celebrate on New Year's Eve, of course, we're always going to uh, ask that people be safe. But yeah, pick it up. Uh, they, they've been they've been great to us. Um, I'm I'm assuming last time I heard they still have some of that uh, Christmas. Uh, spiced whiskey, which is really nice, is still available. They still have some of that left. Uh, get that before it completely runs out. Uh, but just get down to your local liquor store and grab some and enjoy your New Year's. Uh, is just coming up this Saturday.
1: It really is. It's a crazy thing. 2023 is just a blink away. Um, so stay stay true to your, your resolutions. You can there's a lot of good things you can do. You can load up on some Cleveland whiskey, you- a little, little, little wine, and then go go work out, you know, go to hot Works. There's a lot of really good things that you can do. Um, Allie,
2: <laughs> Dustin, how, how about yeah. this?
0: How, how about this, Allie? This is perfect. Ready? Hey. If you're looking, you eat your Angelo's pizza, you have some wine and you have some whiskey, and then you go work right it all off.
1: <laughs> I mean, sounds great to me, doesn't it? All right, Dustin, let's well, turn it over to the National Football League. Uh, we tied – or excuse me, no, we did not tie. We are now tied because you won last week. Um, so we are now tied. Uh, so let's get into it. Cowboys I- at Titans.
0: <sighs> Cowboys.
1: Yep, give me the Cowboys, Titans, sitting everybody. Cards Falcons.
0: Cards at Falcons, uh huh. Murray's out, Murray's out, right? Murray's
1: done the season. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Falcons, <laughs>
1: um, hmm. uh, yeah, Falcons. Give me the Falcons here, Dolphins at Patriots,
0: Patriots. No Tua concussion protocol,
1: yeah, um, yeah, here's my thing. Uh, the 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 Dolphins have really been, been hitting a, a losing streak here. Uh, I'd like to think that maybe they're able to bounce back. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this game. Um, Saints at right. Eagles.
0: All right. Saints at Eagles. Uh, Eagles.
1: Yeah, give me the Eagles. Colts Giants.
0: Ugh. It's at the Giants though. Giants. Giants are kind of still fighting, right? For that playoff of mm-hmm. uh, placement if they can make the playoffs. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. Giants here. I think that's back Giants. To the Giants. Yeah, I mean
1: the Giants. Uh Panthers at Bucks.
0: Bucks are in a must-win situation. I'm gonna go Bucks.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Bucks here too. Um Panthers just had a really big win. I don't think that's sustainable. Give me the Buccaneers. Broncos at Chiefs.
2: Chiefs. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> <laughs>
0: Um <laughs> Browns 14 and, and a half commanders. Point, 14 and a half point favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Browns no, and I'm, Commanders I didn't hear it. Oh God. You know, because they lost last week, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Browns. Let me go Browns. Yeah,
1: I do too. I think that um I think this is the team that that can kind of smash the hopes of the commanders and of the Steelers. Uh I think oh. I think feel good about this.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've had Packer fans come up to me this week and they're like, Hey, can you beat the commanders? Because then I was like, Why the hell do you care? And then I was like, Oh, you now you care about the Browns. They got to beat the commanders so you, you can get into the playoffs. I see what we're doing. Yeah. All right.
1: Yep, I agree. Give me the Browns on this one. Uh, Jags at Texans.
0: Jags. Jags.
1: Jags. Uh, 49ers at Raiders.
0: 49ers. 49ers
1: Jets Seahawks.
0: Zach's not playing, right? Is that what I saw? Yeah, Mike White. White's back. Uh, that's that whole thing is weird to me. Uh, it's so weird. Is it at the Seahawks?
1: At Seahawks.
0: The Jets having to go all the way back over here to the West Coast. Right, give me yep. the Seahawks.
1: I don't like it at all. Give me the Seahawks here too. Vikings at Packers.
0: Woo! No, Woo! This is your game of the week. Bro. This is your game of the week, and you know what? I I'm going to go Packers on this because Packers are in a must-win situation. You're right. I agree with you. Win a lot. They got to win their last two to get in the playoffs. Yeah, and, li- and they don't need a lot of help. They just need a little help.
1: Just a little bit of help. Um, I think I agree. Give me the Packers. Yes, I'm going to take the Packers. Rams at Chargers.
0: Is Baker Mayfield starting? I'm assuming.
1: I would. I would imagine. Yeah.
0: So I know the Chargers clinched on Monday night. Mm-hmm. So God, this is a tough one. And it's at it's at well, it's at their own house. They, they, I just they, realized is, that it, yeah, it's it's <laughs> they're this, this is weird. They, they, literally, they literally are playing in in their same house. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um I just got to figure: Is there more Chargers fans there than there are Rams fans? And you know what? Uh, I would. Say weird more Rams weird. Yeah, but I, I think, I, I don't know what the hell Baker Mayfield's doing right now. But I don't know if he's playing for trying to get a look in the National Football League. But I, I mean, we you saw the game, right? He has like twenty three or twenty six. Like, I think the Rams yeah. are going to pull this off. I know that sounds weird, but I think the Rams are going to pull this off.
1: Yeah, uh, I can look. see it. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chargers. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers here. Steelers at Ravens.
0: Have to win to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the Ravens are a better. Is is Lamar back? Do we know that?
1: Does, I don't. I don't think. I don't think so.
0: But Huntley's just fine. Huntley's do. good. Huntley's I, fine I, fine I like Huntley. Yeah. You know, I, I think the Ravens are trying to secure kind of like their position in the playoffs. I think I'm going to go Ravens here. We I just think Ravens. they can put up more offense and.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Bills at Bengals.
0: Woo! There are some good games this week.
1: Yeah, there are.
0: You know what? I think the Bills, the Bengals are stupidly hot right now, though. Now, give me the Bills. Give me the Bills.
1: This one's weird. Um, Give me the Bills. God, I don't know. I I don't I genuinely don't know who to take here. I think I agree with you. I'm gonna go with the Bills. I just think that they're an overall better team. Correct. Uh, Bengals clinch here. They're good. Doesn't really matter. I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm gonna go with the Bills. I think so. I'm gonna go with the Bills on this one. Um, yeah, that's what I got.
0: Um So so Allie, I, I did the math here. Just the Rams Chargers game and the Pats Dolphins game are the two that we need to watch. Those are our two games. So
2: yeah.
0: And you know, I went with the Pats. I don't go against Bill Belichick anymore in December. I'm yes, against.
1: Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, All right. right. Any any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening?
0: Well, I, you know, I know you came in positive at the beginning of the podcast, and you want New Year's resolutions. I just. I just wish we would have won two more games this year because we'd be having a very different conversation right now. And I can look at two and I can look at two games that that could have been the case: the Jets and another one. You know that I can specifically look at and go, mm, "We wouldn't be having the conversation we are having two weeks into the season." But you know what? All is not lost. I feel positive there. We shall see. But uh, uh, just wish everybody a very merry New Year. Um, Ali, are we going to do uh post game commanders? Should we tell our audience yeah. about that? Are we doing that? Are you traveling? I don't, traveling? I don't
1: know. That? I don't know yet. I don't, I don't, I don't have a plan in place, but more likely than not, we'll, we'll probably be there.
0: Okay. So we'll but, see. Uh, we'll keep you posted. But yeah. Maybe, we we'll, posted. yeah. We'll keep you posted for the Sunday. But everybody, either way, have a merry new year. Um, cause we won't see you till next year. We won't see anybody till next year.
1: So, that's true we that's all see we um thanks everybody for tuning in stay safe stay healthy and as always Browns fans go Browns
0: go Browns